You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. All right, um, today my assignment is very simple. Um, last Sunday, uh, I wasn't here. No, re- no. <laughs> Nifemi, God bless you. Um, Reverend Rex did a fantastic job. Um, yeah. Uh, someone said to me, sent me a message, he finished early. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> he doesn't know how we do it here. All right. So, Psalm 16 and verse 9. What's that? Thank you. God bless you. These guys are so kind. All right. Psalm 16 and verse 9. I'll read that. And I'll also read First Peter chapter 1 and verse 8 to 9. If, um, Psalm 16 and verse 9 says, Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. If you put that in the Passion Translation, if we have it, but I'll just read it to your hearing. It says, my heart and soul explode with joy. The Passion Translation. Full of glory, even my body will rest confident and secure. All right? It says, my heart and my soul explode with joy. Full of glory, even my body and my soul, my body will rest confident and secure. So 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Okay? It says, Whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of of your souls, okay? Um, During the week, I think it was two weeks ago, um, I had that impression in my heart that we should talk about joy. Um, And it wasn't just joy, it's about, and it was (laughs) the way I put it to uh, our comms people, it was, you know, the thieves of joy. All right, so help me ask the person next to you, who stole your joy? Ask them, who stole your joy? Uh, Okay, Uh, who stole your joy? Um... And that question, I believe, is very important to someone in service today. Um, Because you are not... So first Peter here says, you rejoice with joy inexpressible, full of glory. And this person who this message, and I think it's most of us, you are not in that place where joy is how you will describe yourself. Okay. Um, joyful people live longer and healthier. The Bible says a cheerful heart, a heart that has joy, cheer in it, it says it's like medicine. Um, when God saves us in Christ Jesus, He actually meant for us to become carriers of joy both wholesale and retail and so for someone as we have this conversation today this is about your life it's about your assignment in fact as I was preparing for this it was almost as if there is someone that your fulfillment of purpose depends on your ability to come into the 
place of joy. For someone, your career needs to move on and God needs to use joy. The Bible says in Isaiah that with joy you will draw out of the wells of salvation. So this is meant to be a joy deal. In fact, when you read Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, speaking about the kingdom of God, it says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink or eating and drinking. It says, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit in the same breath. So we're very quick to speak about righteousness. Well, you must be righteous. Let me tell the person next to you, you must be righteous. You must be righteous. All this drinking champagne at night, no, stop it. You must be righteous. Oh, sorry, somebody's it's hitting you. I'm so sorry. Just relax. That was just offhand word of knowledge. Okay. Because <laughs> I think she was just shaking her head. Like, yeah, well, I know that's for you. It's okay. You must be right. And that doesn't mean you're not righteous. It's just that after, when you can no longer, hey, focus on the message. But when it's, you're no longer in charge and then you don't know where you slept and where you woke up. And you don't know if you left your car. But in the same breath that the Bible speaks about righteousness being what the kingdom is about, it says peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do, do you have joy? If, the truth is that you don't even have to answer. Because the people who sat next to you in service for the last 30 minutes kind of have a sense. When they came, they smiled at you. You pretended as if you were in worship. Just smile. And P.I. said, tell your neighbor I love you. That's when you remember that someone was texting you. So they can feel it. So they know there is a concrete wall around you. They just don't want to tell you. They were going to change seat, but they're living in hope. Tell the person next to you, do you have joy? Do you have joy? Tell them, I can't feel it at all, but do you have joy? Do you have If I help me ask them the question, who stole your joy? Who stole your joy? Tell them, talk to me. I'm your brother. I'm your sister. Talk to me. Who stole your joy? Right? It says the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. So that when you find Christians who do not have joy, it means they have not come into the fullness of the kingdom. It means that they are not understanding it yet. In fact, sadness is one of the hallmarks of a fallen world. It is one of the signs that this world in itself is, is breaking down. Because, and I realize that, you know, it, it's almost become fashionable that we speak about sadness and depression and heaviness. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, uh, a lady has a baby. They say, you've had a child and she cannot bring herself to celebrate. And the Bible says she names the child Ichabod, saying the glory has departed from Israel. Because the ark of God has been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband, joy had left. Who, who stole your joy? Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. 
when Jesus dies on the cross, the Bible says the veil is torn from top to bottom because the glory of God is no longer kept in a tabernacle. The joy of God, the presence of God. He is now everywhere that God decides to live. That when Jesus takes residence in Chinea, joy comes there. When Jesus takes residence in Mosun, joy, glory came there. Jesus speaks about joy quite a bit. In John 15, 11, I think when I read from the Amplified, he says, I have told you this, things so that my joy and delight may be in you. And so that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. NKJV, because the guys refuse to show amplified, says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. And, and so this is, you know, for us, our meditation today. Is, uh, is my joy full? You guys, now vexing. All right. Is Jesus' joy in me? So, assume Uncle Coyote calls you from California. Mosun, I'm sending you five dresses from your favorite designer. Two watches and three shoes. Two green and one yellow. I saw her is bringing them. She's coming on the flight. I saw her shows up. Gives you two shoes, two dresses. What's the other thing I said? Dress, shoe, and what? And one watch. You are happy. Oh my goodness, two dresses, one watch. No, I know Muslim. <laughs> she, for, I mean, you are Christian, so it's a life point. So you're like, well, so Uncle Kaide must have made them. So you, you text him. Time difference, you don't want to wake him up. He's not responding. She will call him. You wake him up. Uncle K. You wouldn't speak English at that time. He starts speaking Yoruba. How many? You will demand for what he sent you. And you go to her, I said, what's all this? I said, oh, I forgot. And she really forgot. She's a Christian. She didn't keep it for herself. But too many of us are comfortable with dealing with God about righteousness. We don't mind peace because peace is important in Lagos. Yeah, peace is very important. But joy, I think we've almost come to the place where we begin to feel guilty if we were joyful. Because sometimes, you know, we're in traffic, you see one guy just smiling and dancing in his car. You hiss. This is Yahoo Yahoo boys. <laughs> what? No, you see he's smiling. You say, this is a pervert. That's why he's smiling. That's why he's smiling like that. Or you see the girl just happy, jumping. You say, hey, when you tell girls to serve God, they won't serve. See this one now. <laughs> but Jesus says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So church, who stole your joy? Why do the worship leaders have to sweat? Jump. Jump like us. Jump like us. <laughs> they are losing weight. Look at them. Oh. <laughs> especially that guy 
Why, why is your house like a graveyard? Who stole your joy? If I can, John chapter 16, I read from verse 20 to 24. Jesus speaking. He says, more assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament. He's talking to his disciples. I'm about to leave. So he's talking to them. He says, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful. He says, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she's in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she's given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow. But I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. And it says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. It says, ask and you will receive. Why? It says that your joy may be full. So Jesus, and in fact the scriptures we've been talking about, they begin to explain that there's something called fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. And so, you know, when this message came to me, I started saying, look, so Lord, what are the things that are stealing our joy? I'll go through a couple of things, but I realized that I was making my list or D list that there are some people, the Holy Spirit is trying to point your attention to it. He's trying to shake you up and say, look, this state that you are in where there is no joy in you, this is not what I sent from California. You know what I mean by California. Here's another example. This life that has no joy let me start with the list. Number one is trying to find joy from material things. Only. Because material things will bring you joy. They will. And if you, there's some, and there's this, you know, attempt to be super philosophical and divide joy and happiness. And I'm not going to go into it today. But, you know, on your wedding day, <laughs> you're joyful. You should be joyful. On your wedding day, of course. Look at all your bridesmaids, single. You're joyful. Look at your ex-boyfriend. It's part of the bouncers. Oh, you're joyful. You put it on Instagram. You tag him. Tag his father. Look at what you're missing. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You should be joyful. Your team wins the Champions League after... 18 years of struggling. Joyful. At least for that season. Promoted at work. You're now the first female partner of a leading law firm in Nigeria. Be joyful. Be happy. The challenge is that the things that bring us joy, the material things that bring us joy, sometimes provide just a fleeting version. Have you ever been really joyful or happy about something and then you know, some days later, it, it's kind of, it loses, you know. I mean, Arsenal fans will know this. So like, you know. No, 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 I'm serious, you know. It's a, yeah, and I've, I've been there before. I'm recovered. God has moved me on. First half, you score. Yes! You're texting your friends. And second half, your phone is switched off. An unguarded heart. 
allows for joy to be stolen. A heart that is filled with worrying. It says to be anxious for nothing. Joy and the work, no, anxiety and the work of the Holy Spirit and they don't coexist. So when you find yourself in a place where you are constantly anxious, preparing for this, and I think we've spoken about this in the last couple of weeks, about people who have retained pain from the past. Jesus will say in John chapter 14 and verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Anxiety, worry, fear. I, it's, it's amazing how many of the things we are anxious about that never crystallize. Never crystallize. It's amazing how many of the things we are afraid of that never come to pass. Comparison. In 2 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, For we dare not make ourselves of this number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But anyone who makes a habit of comparing themselves with other people will find it difficult to be joyful. Thanksgiving is one of the parts that leads to the joy that God pr provides us. And the more you give yourself to comparison, to comparing yourself with what's happening in someone else's life, the less you are able to thank God for. Fighting battles that God has not called you to fight. In, in the Old Testament especially, you would find the kings that went to war, they would typically ask God a question. Should we pursue? Because some battles require attack, require action. Some battles require you to correct yourself. Some battles require you to do nothing else but to praise God, to wait. As I prepared for this, I just, it was just clear to me that for some people, joy is being stolen because you are in too many battles that have nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. That battle does not have your name on it. I saw her. You are quarreling on behalf of somebody else. Shike broke your friend's heart. Not your heart. You have not eaten for three days. No, but you are angry. As you are here now, you are formulating a plan to make sure that Chike knows that God is alive. I mean, I'm just like, you are, there's something, you are, you are, if you, you are looking for a way to get back at him. They did not promote your friend at work. You've taken that battle. I mean, and there are times when God will stir your heart to intercede, to intervene. 
in Romans 12, and I'm going to go through this very quickly because I need to land on something. In Romans 12, chapter 17, the Bible says, Repay no one evil for evil, having regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of feet on his head. Do not get involved in transacting evil. Do not invest evil for people. And I'm, and I'm going through this because I need us at the end of this discussion this morning to just spend a bit of time and pray. That for someone, you would say, Lord, you say to me in your word that your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where is my joy? That for another person, the Holy Spirit will point out to you clearly, clearly, what's been taking your joy away. For some other people, it is... Um, an unexpected turn of events. For some people, it's actually disaster. It's actually disaster. So someone, um, you, you wanted to get a job that, you know, they've been talking to you for seven months and they come back and say, we've taken somebody else. That attacks your joy. I mean, just bring it home to you. You thought something was going on with him. You know, you guys are chatting every day. And then, you know, he introduced you to his parents. You know, casually, now you realize, benefit of hindsight. Uh, everybody knew you. In fact, one day his cousin said, oh, our wife... But you cannot understand what this text he's sending you is about. This, what, what does he mean by, thank God with me, I'm engaged? You can't, you're trying to understand how, engaged to who, but you are not engaged. So how is that possible? But obviously you were dating him by yourself. Anybody who has been there knows that that thing can steal your joy. You can pretend to your friends. And I'm talking now, somebody, it's still there. For someone, you lose someone. Someone dies. Someone you did not expect to die. It wasn't your neighbor's grandfather who was old. It was a young person. It was a friend. Sadness has a purpose. The ability to process sadness, the ability to process <laughs> sorrow has a purpose in the human life. But it is not supposed to become a lifestyle. God created us with the ability to cry. If you don't cry, we have a counseling team. 
they can pray for you. Every human being should cry from time to time. It's okay. Tell your neighbor it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. In fact, if you are crying now, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. But then God gives us joy that allows us to recover from the impact of disaster, from the impact of grief. Because anybody who loses someone and then says, no, I will not cry. I'm a Christian. I cannot cry. No, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says we do not sorrow as those who do not have hope. He doesn't say we don't sorrow. So I tell people when you lose someone, cry. Oh. In fact, if you want, we'll come, we'll cry with you. I'm from Benin. We, we do that profession. We can cry. Oh, no, no, we should cry. It is okay. If somebody breaks your heart, cry. Your team, they, uh, maybe you're supporting Chelsea or who have been losing, cry. Don't worry. Be a man. Cry. They didn't promote you. Don't go. If you, in the front of the office, you can go around looking more bold. When you get to the bathroom, cry. They fire you at a job, cry. Because sometimes when we delay the processing of some of these emotions, it is another maybe like one year. You're just going on your own and then just clicks. <laughs> then you start to cry. People are like, why are you crying? Say, say Kunle broke my heart. Say, that's 12 months ago. <laughs> so God gives us the capacity to express those emotions. But every sorrow has an expiry date. In 1 Samuel 16, 1, he says to him, says to Samuel, he says, how long will you mourn for Saul? How long? He says it was okay for you to mourn for Saul for a week, for two weeks. For someone, there's a name you need to put here. And I don't know why I'm being dragged down this whole relationship and marriage path. It's fine. Maybe there's somebody who's come here and said, Lord, speak to me. Someone put his name there. How long will you mourn for Kunle? You've been wearing black for two weeks. Black. Two weeks. How long will you mourn for Mobile? Yes, they didn't take you. But they are not the only company in the world. How long will you mourn for America? They didn't give you a visa. You've, you've not come. Today is the first day you came out. And that's because your mother threatened you. Every sorrow should have an expiry date. He says, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? He says, fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. You know, in 2 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church and he begins to talk about something called excessive sorrow. He says, you guys are disciplining someone. He says, but you guys need to call him back now, lest he comes under his overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I like how James puts it. He says, when you face these this diverse challenges, 
It says, count it all joy. One translation says, count it an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Who stole your joy? Who stole your joy? In fact, Habakkuk chapter 3. And, and I'm going somewhere with this, guys. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. It says, though the fig tree does not blossom. I'm reading the Amplified. And there is no fruit on the vines. Though the yield of the olive fails and the fields produce no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exaltation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, my source of courage, my invisible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. So it means that even when the things that normally should steal joy come, that there is a choice that a born-again believer has. I'm going somewhere. Sir, because, because I sense God saying to people, this is not what I sense to you. It says you've taken a part. Yes, it says, but you, how does a day go by and you've not smiled? In fact, how does an hour go by and you have not smiled? Are you not the one that the blood of Jesus was shed for? How? How? Some of you haven't laughed. This service, I've been talking. And I'm trying. <laughs> People are laughing around you. You're just looking, hmm. Give me the word. Give me the word. No, 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 no. You need healing, my brother. Laugh a bit. Laugh a bit. Okay, just smile at your neighbor. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a smile. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, tell them God is restoring your joy. God. Yeah. You won't need to fake the laughter anymore. You won't need to fake the smile anymore. Yeah. You won't. In fact, people would see you and ask you, look, <laughs> they'll ask you, what, what, why? What's happening? When I was growing up, we watch all these movies. And then, you know, if a lady had gone on a date with a guy where she went to work the next morning, her colleagues are, oh, you have a glow. I don't think that thing is true. But, but that's not the point of the message. I just want to die because I knew you. Chinna, did you say it was true? Let's see after the service. <laughs> um, oh, no, I saw my wife last weekend. And yeah, yeah. And she said to me when she got to school the next day, they said, oh, your husband's around, you look different. So, um, um, no, 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 just keep your mind straight. And then, but, but no, 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 but this is what needs to happen is that there's a dullness around too many Christians that is now making the preaching of the gospel difficult. So you say, come to Jesus. You say, why? You say, he will, he will make your life better. And then they look at you. They say, we know you before you got saved. We know that when you were happy, it was because of weed. That's fine. He says, but now you're no longer smoking weed with us. But man, you don't look happy. 
And if this is how your Jesus does to people, then I'm coming. Maybe when he upgrades the package. But the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, child of God, who stole your joy? Who stole your joy? Let me, let me, let me land on this one, I think. As I prepared for this, I realized that the biggest thief of the joy of the Christian is, jo- is ignorance. I'll tell you what I mean. Is that we do not understand what God gave us in the Holy Spirit. So, there is a joy that comes from having a new car. A G-Wagon with red leather seats. You're happy. Oh my goodness, look at my car. Oh God. God, I dedicate this car to you. And to the shame of my neighbor. <sighs> There's that joy. You know, when you grow up, people know that you, yeah, hey, at least you, something is happening in your life. The joy of being married. The joy of having children. The joy of being promoted. The joy of I don't know what else. What else gives you joy, guys? The joy of food. Okay. Really? That must be a lot of, okay, that's good food. What else gives you joy? There's all that joy. The joy of, you know, your Arsenal winning the Champions League in the name of Jesus. Oh, the joy of credit a lot. Especially in your dumb accounts. Oof. Yeah, that's a good. Your phone, the sound comes differently. But there is the joy in the Holy Spirit. And I realized that the greatest thief of that state that we're supposed to be in as Christians is the fact that we have totally ignored the joy that we have in the Holy Spirit. Totally. So when Jesus says that out of your bellies, shall flow rivers of living water. He begins to suggest that there, there's a joy, there's a, an outflow that has nothing to do with external sources. It doesn't matter who texted you, who liked your picture. It doesn't matter who did what, when, and it does not matter how much you have. It is that kind of joy that Paul and Silas have. They are locked in a prison. And then these guys are not in the middle of the prison crying, being consoled by other prisoners. Say you were, it's for Jesus. No. They are in the middle of a prison and they are dancing, they are singing. The Bible says that the other prisoners heard them. It wasn't they, they were in Hominitsa. They were shouting, oh my goodness, see what the Lord has done. And the prisoners were going, are these people okay? But there was a joy out of their bellies was flowing rivers of living waters. So there's a guy who is here, is unemployed. And there's joy on your inside. But you're waiting, when the job in mobile comes, I will have joy. But there is something on your inside. God is saying, would you participate in the joy of the Holy Spirit? The kingdom of God righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is why Christians are going around. And the challenge is that in the former days, when we got sad, we would go to the bar, take one bottle, two, three, four, drown our sorrows, they would say. Now, we can't do that anymore. Or you would look for sex. Yeah, I said sex. It's Sunday morning. I said it, yes? So, so yeah. 
do it anymore. You can't use pornography. <gasps> yes. And if you still have it on your phone, delete it. Your phone will crash. <laughs> In Jesus' name. And your computer too. You can't even masturbate. Hey, <laughs> God. And so Christians, we've withdrawn from the things that the world uses to, you know, dulling sadness. But then we're all walking around. My goodness, what do we do? What do we do? But it says, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living waters. But the guy is saying, Lord, Lord, a credit alert, credit alert. God, try me. God, just try me. You will see the joy in my face, God. <laughs> Who stole your joy? That someone is supposed to be in a place where they are stirring up this thing, where they are having worship gatherings. Because when you read what happens to Paul and Silas in the prison, so they bring the joy of God from their inside and then prison doors begin to open. And it's interesting. It is not just their own prison doors. The Bible says everyone's prison doors begin to open. So there is joy that you have on the inside that is tied to the deliverance of families. Someone, you are living in such a dull space. In such a dull space. But how does that song go? The channels of my spirit open up. What's the next line? It says, do you know how to play this song? To learn it too. Eh? But it says, channels of my spirit. Oh, man, help me. Come on, come on. Help too fast. Don't, you have to, don't know mic. No mic. Just sing. Let's try. I open up. Sing it prophetically, guys. <laughs> oh, boundaries, no limits. Open up. Oh, all on to the open up. We'll sing the song at the end as we pray, but there's too many Christians who are disconnected from the joy of God. Because as God was explaining this to me, as I studied, He said, there are some things called an inside joke. When you see the people who I grew up with, there's a guy when he comes, we say, ah, obey, how you did? And if you don't know, we will all laugh and you don't know what that means. But this gentleman is very slim. And we used to tease him that anytime the wind blew, he would obey the wind. <laughs> and so it's grown up, ah, obey. But you see what happens when you get into prison sometimes and the Holy Spirit is speaking to Paul and Silas and he's giving them inside jokes. And so they are laughing. People are like, why are they laughing? You know, he, he's, he's talking to somebody who is 34. You say, I'm not yet married. And the Holy Spirit is giving you, he's giving you inside jokes. He's telling you that the one who is coming, he will not delay. He's coming very soon. And you are laughing. And people are like, this guy has gone mental. He doesn't understand what is happening. Because it is out of your bellies, guys. The Bible says, in Luke chapter 10 and 21, as we begin to put this together, it says, in that hour, it says, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. Put it up for me, guys. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit 
and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. When was the last time that you rejoiced in the Spirit? I like how the message translation puts it. It says, at that, Jesus rejoiced, exuberant in the Holy Spirit. Paul says in Philippians 3.1, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. There is such a thing as the oil of joy. Sometimes you want to listen to music. You're tuning through the channels on the radio. And they're not playing music. News. People are calling in to abuse the government. Then you keep on changing. And that's how it works. But there's a channel. The one in the spirit that always produces joy. Always produces joy, guys. Sometimes you watch the match on the weekend. You are depressed. If you're just getting married here. After the match... Especially if they lose, it's not a good time to go and ask your husband, darling, is everything okay? Everything is not okay. I've seen that lead to quarrel. Not necessarily in my house, maybe my neighbor's house. Because she is just a match. <sighs> it seems like there are Christians who are ashamed of the Holy Spirit, Christians with empty lamps. But the old wine doesn't work anymore. So over the weekend, I started praying. I said, Holy Spirit, give me joy in Jesus' name. And it doesn't mean he won't give you joy in all the other things that are temporal. He will give you joy. But even you know that there is a superior joy that is yours. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you've not been... There's, the, the, the air around you has been heavy. And God is saying, I am your father now. He says, this thing is embarrassing me. So he asked me to come and ask you, who stole your joy? He says, I'm not on strike. He said, I don't have money. You think all of us are here. <laughs> if there's an app that shows all our bank balances, you may be surprised though. Sometimes we just package neatly, come in faith, full of the Holy Spirit. You think when you see the band jumping, 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 you think that joy is from credit alert? Sometimes it is. Sometimes they've just, you know, at month end, I notice that the, the band is more boisterous. You know, they're shouting, praise the Lord! Middle of the month, that is real Holy Spirit joy. When you see them like kneeling down, crying, that joy is sacrificial. It's coming from somewhere. But when was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit for joy, guys? I can't rejoice. Joy is a courageous choice. God will not always make you happy by changing your circumstances. Sometimes he just wants to stand in your life and say, I am enough for you guys. Sometimes he just wants to look at you in your lower and say, I am enough. I am enough. God I am enough. I know you want A, B, C, D, but I am enough for you. Sometimes he wants to look at you, David, and say, I don't understand. These things you say are making you sad. He says, but am I not more than a thousand of these things? 
are. God is more than a hundred million G-Wagons. He is more than 5,000 husbands. He says the silver is mine, the gold is mine. He is more than all. He is more than a million jobs. I don't know who you are waiting to accept you. And so you are sad. But God says, if I accept you, and then, and then you know, one chuku cowboy did not accept you, then you are sad. How? No, I say I'm offended. I'm offended. The Christians are not meant to access joy only the way the world looks for it. I want us to this we'll sing that song and I don't know who it is who is in a place where they're like Paul and Silas but we need to let the Holy Spirit give you joy you need to let the Holy Spirit give you a reason to smile someone you've been doing so much in public just to put up a good face preparing for this it says most of the things that are done in public are performances most of the things but it's saying even in your quiet moments it says I want to make you laugh it says can't you hear me laughing over your life let me tell the person next to you tell them you are full of joy you are full of joy tell them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday you are full of joy tell them sadness is far from you tell them you are, you are smiling in your sleep you are smiling in your dreams. You are smiling in the shower. You are smiling everywhere you go. And tell them, open up the channels of your spirit. Tell them, open up the channels of your spirit. I'd like us to take that song and we'll just pray some more. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.